listening to Radio Maria England and this is Father Toby with your word for today. And we begin with the gospel from today's mass taken from Matthew chapter 5. Jesus said to his disciples, If your virtue goes no deeper than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. You have learnt how it was said to our ancestors, you must not kill. And if anyone does kill, he must answer for it before the court. But I say this to you, anyone who is angry with his brother will answer for it before the court. If a man calls his brother fool, he will answer for it before the Sanhedrin. And if a man calls him renegade, he will answer for it in hellfire. So then, if you are bringing your offering to the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, Leave your offering there before the altar. Go and be reconciled with your brother first, and then come back and present your offering. Come to terms with your opponent in good time while you are still on the way to the court with him. Or he may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the officer, and you will be thrown into prison. I tell you solemnly, you will not get out till you have paid the last penny. In my homily on Ash Wednesday, I cited T.S. Lewis, sorry, not T.S. Lewis, T.S. Eliot, saying that humankind cannot bear very much reality. And I said that part of the challenge of being Christian is to live with eyes wide open, to embrace reality rather than run from it or shut our eyes to it. And react to reality that would be unbearable were it not for Jesus Christ, who gives meaning to and who provides a way through all the inevitable suffering and hardship that life entails. It's Jesus who simultaneously allows us to be fully present in reality and to somehow transcend it. It's another sort of reality, though, that Jesus calls us into seeing today. Not so much the reality of death and the cross, but the related reality of sin and the nature of the human person, most especially the human heart. A number of my favorite authors illustrate very well the point that Jesus makes today, the way that we tend to kid ourselves about sin. They show how we like to tell ourselves, well, I'll only go so far and then I'll stop. I was reading Tobias Wolff in his memoirs, talking about, as a child, taking a gun out of a cabinet, thinking to himself, I just want to touch and to feel its shape. I won't actually fire it. And how not 10 minutes later he is actually firing it. And I think today Jesus is drawing out the interconnectedness of things. In making what seems like a ridiculous assertion that the man who simply maligns his brother is as guilty as the one who kills his brother, He actually stops us from the kidology we like to engage in. I am not virtuous if I go around with a murderous attitude towards my brother, but simply refrain from killing him, perhaps because I'm scared of the punishment. Very often when I'm giving advice and confession, I tell people who are struggling with some particular sinful habit that they feel they cannot break free of that what in fact they need to do is break the pattern way earlier than they often think of the actual sin occurring. 
we need to be alert to what is at the bottom of the fireman's pole before we jump onto the top of it. Say, for example, the man who's struggling with a pornography addiction who thinks, well, I'll just look at pictures of women in bikinis. Well, this man is deliberately shutting his eyes to the reality of where this leads. And just because sometimes he manages to not slide all the way down the pole, it doesn't change the reality of what was on his heart. We need to pay much, much more attention to what is on our hearts and play fewer semantic battles about actions. And here's, I want to say, so, so, so much of the online world and modern media poisons our hearts. I think it would be a conservative guesstimate to say that half of the content of the web and of social media poisons our hearts by prompting us to either hate our brother or sister, to lust after our brother or sister, or to envy our brother or sister. It is poisoned water, and it doesn't matter if we drink a glass or a gallon, the effect is the same. Although at least the man who drinks the gallon might recognize from just how sick he is, how putrid and dangerous the water is. It's almost worse to steadily sit, never getting massively ill. Drink from better places. That's what I want Radio Maria to be for you a good place to drink, a place that purifies the heart, not poison it.